My name's Tony Esmond, creator of Atomic Hercules and Related Filth, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> At least one thing around here is consistent. Yep. <laughs> Why are you laughing? How do you know I'm don't, talking about you? Don't, don't pick on him too much, because like, let's make sure he sticks around for more than a couple of weeks. This time. Yeah, he'll take his ball and go home. <laughs> Sorry, I was a walkabout. Yeah. <laughs> Down there with Gateway in the Outback. Keep it on brand. Why not? Oh my goodness. What are we keeping on brand? Well, we're keeping this on brand because it's 11 <laughs> o'clock comics, episode 862. Man. What do you know? That's getting up there. We say that every time, though. We got to flip the script. I am Vince B. You are Vince B. Even after 862 weeks, I am David A. Price. Ah, Torrego. Uh, of course, I am Deacon Dust, but you can call me Dustin. <laughs> You're not Deacon Dust. You're Jason you Witch. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he really does. You. you I, I mean, it didn't end well for him. I don't know about that. Well, yeah, that's true. You mean Dave Navarro? <laughs> that's what i'm looking at i'm like that's a sexy man wait a minute that looks like dave navarro but you're not deacon dust you're jason wood everybody and i hear another voice in the mix jason who is it wait i'm doing the intro you always do surprise no dap it's the person no. that arranges the interview that does oh, the no, intro no no that's never been the case well wait a minute time out wait, time out time out time out on no planet does the person that doesn't that arranges the interview not do the in- intro because the presumption is that person's going to do the intro because you set everything up. No, the presumption is the person who always does the intros does the intro. <laughs> as, the, as the man is standing here in the corner holding his Johnson, like waiting to be introduced. I really so, don't think he needs all that much of an introduction. No, at this listen, point. I, no, I, listen, it, it shouldn't be hard for any of us to do the introduction because, as I think I probably introduced him the last time he was on the show. Yeah. When I think of, of our guest, I think of him first and foremost. The thing that pops in my mind is that he is the first professional comics creator that I remember acknowledging that they knew of our podcast way back in the first or second year of Comic Con, and I thought, oh wow, that's crazy! Like actual creators listen to our nonsensical talk, and that was what fifteen years ago. But yes, uh, since then this gentleman has been very busy. And he has come back on the show. He's been a he's a returning guest. He's come back on the show to regale us with his uh, his 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 very successful foray into the world of creator owned comics after spending a good chunk of years kicking all kinds of ass, drawing just about every iconic Marvel character that uh, you could imagine. He also is a, a, a charming man about town if you've ever met him, and a good looking guy to boot. It's our good buddy and longtime creative powerhouse, Mr. Ryan Stegman. Hello, thank you guys for having me, and that is weird that I was the first one to bring it up to you, because I feel like I was talking to my other comic creator friends about the show, uh, so that I was just the first one to say it. Yeah, man, that was back like Magician Apprentice days, like that was the OG days. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, so it didn't ma- I wasn't really a professional. <laughs> you weren't a lion segment. <laughs> I, think... I was just a guy that was trying to make it. Now, I think when we first, well, the first remembrance I have of you is that She-Hulk's book, the Red Mm She-Hulk thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's going back. 
Well, that was 2011, oh, yeah. yeah. So that was the, um, the, the Red She-Hulk backup stories that I did in Incredible Hulk were the thing. Those were my first foray into the um, actual Marvel Universe. Um, and then, at, or no, maybe that was after I did Incredible Hercules. So I was going to say, I, I mean, yeah. I have a right around then. I have a frame page of your Incredible Hercules. Ding. And uh, that, that, yep, ding. And that was uh, 20, that was 20, 2009, so. Okay, so then I got the, 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 the other stuff after that. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. And as usual, this here thing is sponsored by CheapGraphicNovels.com. It's right in the name, CheapGraphicNovels.com. If you want collected editions, trade paperbacks, manga, only one place to go. The prices are ridiculous. I'm going to mention this again in case you guys haven't ordered it, but the Romnibus is now on pre-order. Mm-hmm. That's right. $125 list price, which I think is still a bargain for all the great comics you're getting, but you're not going to pay $125. You are going to pay $74.99. That's 40% off a savings of $50. It's crazy. Insane. Just get it. I was talking to Max uh, maybe two weeks ago, and I said, How's your stock on that 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 venom stuff? Because I I I really want to get those. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, Stegman. I said I mm-hmm. gotta get those things. And uh, King and Black. I said you have a lot of those. He goes I don't have a lot of them. I got a a you know a decent number of them. He goes if you want them I'll put them aside for you. So I'm like yes. So I'll be having the uh, King and Black and the Venom thingamajig coming to my house very soon. So those you, things weigh a ton. Yeah. Yeah, and they're great looking too. Uh, so yes, mm-hmm. if you would like to get those cheaply, and the other books I I mentioned talked about whatever, go to cheapgraphicnovels.com because they are the best. And once you place your order, here's what you're going to do: you are going to get an email confirmation acknowledging said order, and you are going to reply to that email saying "11 o'clock comic sent me." Well, you know what you're going to get in return? You're going to get another email that's saying, "All right, buddy, your next order, the shipping is on us. Free shipping." Where else are you going to get that? Only at CheapGraphicNovels.com. Facts. Yep. Hashtag. Porcupine. There you go. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I guess it's the time to do what we do, and I'm going to let y'all down again because I'm drinking strawberry-flavored water. Respect. Yeah. Would it help if I was drinking it out of a shoe or a slipper or something? Yeah, on the shoe. I'm, that's on who shoe it belongs to. I'm drinking out of a crock. There we go. Well, then that's a mess. I mean, how do you, <laughs> I'm not going to get any out of it. point. You're just a mess. <laughs> oh You're a mess. <laughs> You're all mess. What are you drinking, Jason? Uh, well, I'm classing up the joint. I'm drinking some Fruit Punch G0. Yeah. <laughs> Got to replenish those electrolytes, yo. It's in a little plastic go. cup with a shape like a grape with a face on it. <laughs> nah, dude. Gotta go to get 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 at Sam's Club. Get them them them, them big old pallets of it. Uh, what are you drinking, Ryan? Um, I am drinking uh, Casamigos tequila. <gasps> oh shit! Okay, wow. that is her favorite. That that's like the only tequila she she'll drink. Like when I've seen people show up at her place. At her house at Christmas when our neighbors invited us over, and like pretty much everybody, just that's what they gave her because that's like I mean she's not an alcoholic, but that's that is her tequila of choice. 
I uh, yeah, no, I really like it. I th- it. My favorite is Class A Azul, but that's uh, way more expensive. So this is like a nice alternative. Nice smooth uh, reposado. I like it. Shout out to George Clooney. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting money in his pockets. He needs. I'm it. always trying to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, gotta help. Gotta, gotta be charitable, you know. That's another hand, especially dude. with the strike. But yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, nothing special for me tonight. Just a uh, really nice looking um, gin and tonic made with the Empress Indigo gin. So it's got a nice little um, star sapphire hue. Wow! On a, on a big cube, just for you, Vince. The Bork in my glass. Awesome. Well, um, we're here to talk comics. It's true, and we, we can do that. We yeah, we were lucky. <laughs> we were lucky enough to be gifted with an advance preview PDF of the first issue of a book that uh, Mister Stegman co-wrote. I sure did. And he's going to uh, tell us about, about the schlub. I am talking about the schlub. And before we get into that, I just got to say one thing. I re- you know me. I don't like things typical standard everyday by the numbers stuff and i gotta say not only was the schlub the farthest thing i expected from you (laughs) but vanish was the same way like the books did not play to expectations as soon as i because as readers we always try and figure out exactly what's going on and oh i know where this is going both vanish and the schlub just slapped me down I thought something, you know, whatever I presumed was going to happen, nope, didn't happen. I really appreciate that. Well, that's a that's a great compliment, and and the two books could not be any further uh, on the spectrum from each other. Like one is, you know, I mean, the schlub is is more of a humor situation, but there's still you know touching moments and all that. But vanish was, oh man. Like by the like, I would I was I, I would get depressed, uh, you know, because I, I I did some of the writing on it and you know a lot of the art and uh, so at times I was just like, my goodness, this is heavy. Yeah, <laughs> yep. And uh, very apparent. I mean, we know this because we know you, but very apparent uh, on the pages of Vanish that you wear your love for '90s image comics on your sleeve. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that I think that that was kind of like a little bit of a bait and switch on our part, where, um, you know, that's just something that Donnie and I both love, uh, and it looked that way. But then I I think you know we turned everything on its head, and it it's actually a a much uh, let's let's just say that a lot of that early uh, image stuff wasn't very there wasn't much depth to it, and I think there was quite a bit more in uh, oh definitely in this yeah. book. Yeah, uh, I was in stylistic terms, like especially the first issue. Oh, for sure. Yeah, oh, first, first yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, I was like, wow, this motherfucker has jumped up a few levels again. Like it's crazy. The, reading the Venom stuff, I was like, holy crap! Like, what is going on? Give me some of that, whatever he's eating. And then in, in Vanish, it was like you ratcheted it up even more. It's like. How do how do you, you you pump yourself up going into a new series saying all right I know what I've accomplished I'm proud of myself but this is something new I got to bring it like how do you get yourself mentally and physically ready to to perform like that 
Well, I mean, I think that it's it's just a like a lifelong drive to improve, and not. I don't know, really know where that comes from, or, or you know, if every artist feels that way. I think the a lot of the you know the ones that people like end up being that way it, from from when I've talked to guys like that. But um, there's just something about I don't think that I'd be able to do the job if I wasn't trying to do a better job this time than last time. You know what I mean? Right. So anytime that I'm starting something new, and I did Venom for for a while, and the entire time I felt like I was you know, pushing the envelope and trying to get better and better. And then uh, just when it, once Vanish came about and, you know, my true introduction into comic books was, uh, you know, Spawn and Wildcats and all that stuff. That's, that's when I got into comics. So when I was going to create my own thing, which was, you know, always was a lifelong goal, um, I was like, I have to... I have to give this every ounce of, you know, uh, attention and care that I can. And, you know, I think it kind of came across on the page. Oh, it definitely does. Yeah. 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 The, the cool thing too, is that, is that you get this pastiche of like you transitioning, you, you know, the book has, right. Um, so you get to, to take what you're known for and bring that mm-hmm. into the, visual narrative of your creator owned idea, but then also then, you know, so much of the book then is, is dark. Yeah. Your, your cables. Yeah. loose To do your creator yeah, stuff. Yeah. I missed a lot of what you said, but I think that, yeah, what, what really is happening there is, is in general, you know, when you're, when you're doing this, you know, doing stuff for Marvel or DC, which I've never done anything for DC. So I'm just guessing that it's the same, but, uh, the, there's this like history of um, creators that that did it before you, and you feel like, well, I have to live up to that. Or you know, when I'm drawing um, this character, I'm thinking of when John Buscema drew this character, or when I'm drawing, you know, uh, Iron Man. You're thinking back to you know Bob Layton or whatever. But when you're doing your own thing. Um, there's nobody to draw from. And so everything is like fresh and exciting every single day. And, uh, I think that that was, that kept me super engaged and sort of allowed me to, to spread my wings. You, you definitely threw me for a little bit of a loop. Uh, cause the first issue, I, you, you, you sent it to us. We, 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 we knew about it, uh, last year at, at New York comic con and, and looking mm-hmm. forward to it. And, First issue, read it, start to finish. I was, I, I was like, this looks great. I, I, I dig the concept because you're not sure where loyalties are or, or, or who you should align yourself with just yet. Because as you're being introduced to all the characters, and then you come in with the second issue, and we're right there on September 11, 2001. And I was just like, oh, yeah. I don't know where we're going. And as soon because I'm like, I see the towers. And then it was a Tuesday, and I'm like, my, because my, my birthday September 9th, and, I, and that year, my birthday was a Sunday, so of course, that Tuesday, I was getting ready for work when it happened, but I'm like, son of a bitch, I, I, I know what's happening here, and then I had, to, I, I had to keep reading the next few pages, because I'm like, are we, is this kind of like an alternate universe where they prevented this from happening, or how are we going to see this play out, and just what you guys are doing with, with, with the idea and the school, because, I mean... The uniforms are neat with the cloaks and and the little little raven pins and and and, and I dig the aesthetic 
and of course coming off of um you know the, the the Doctor Strange movies where you have the whole the whole school with everybody trying to to learn magic or whatnot. And I'm like, okay, I, I'm digging all of this, but I the the second issue kind of just really knocked me on my ass in a good way, and it just you you just you didn't let up for for the next handful of issues. It was just like I mean, you're you're introducing the characters as they're a little older from from when they were at the school. Um, we're, we're, we're getting the backstory and drips and drabs, but it, it's just, yeah. it's been nuts. It's, it's an insane visually it's insane, but, but, but the layers you guys have going on with, with the story you're telling, um, I, it, you could not, there's no, re, nobody should be able to take this at face value. Whatever you may think you guys are doing with it. I, it, it, I was completely flipped around, flipped around. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I so what you're talking about is the uh, you know the, the September 11th thing uh, to to address that first. That was when Donnie sent me the script for issue two. Um, I definitely <laughs> was like, uh, can we do that? Like, it almost feels like it was going to be illegal or something. Um, which was, but you know, when, once we talked about it, it was like, of course we can do that. We can do whatever we want and. Uh, you know, I didn't feel like it was disrespectful. It kind of just showed what the uh, characters were. And then, yeah, no, I, I think the, I would say, so the first issue, um, you know, some of the reviews came back that it was a little bit info dumpy. There were, there were info dump parts, but, uh, you know, my, my feeling on that is, yeah, it was the first issue setting up this whole universe. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I, I think that the, um, from that point on, it was just, I mean, it was a straight shot to the end where it was just all uh, it was all balls to the wall, which is what Donnie and I do to begin with, you know. Um, and it, it there we just the amount of like murder and death and uh, you know all the uh, the sadness and uh, terrible things that happened to everybody. It's kind of when I look back at it, I'm like, wow, that was really a, a journey that we all went on together. <laughs> I actually, I'm surprised, you know, I mean, I, the, the book is, you know, it, 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 there's just no other way to say it. it. It was a hit, you know, like the, the sales dictate and in the amount of response say that it was an actual hit. And then I think on about it and I'm like, we, what did we put these people through though? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> we really, we really, uh, I mean, by the end, I mean, it was very, it was very bleak. Yeah, it's a dark yeah. book, but if you yeah. can't pick up on that with the first issue, like you're just not paying attention. Right. The, the first issue is very was brutal. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, just to get back to the second issue, I think, I mean, yes, it cut to the bone because it's a shared experience that everybody in this country is unfortunately very well uh experience like uh, people of mm -hmm. age right and right. I, I i just thought that is a really effective way to show the lack of concern of these people like if they had the ability mm -hmm. to help out they're just like no like orange like no 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 mm -hmm. we're, we're not here to save them that yeah. that you know that's on them and it's like oh my god like these guys are they're they're so raw and imagine having that kind of power and and um intelligence and just deciding not to do anything with it like that's speaks volumes about who these people were 
As yeah, a, I mean, I think they almost view, they viewed us, you know, well, as as though we're the actual, you know, non-magic people. But they viewed it us as uh, you know animals essentially, like in a zoo. Right. So they they were just like, oh, you got it. You you have to understand these people. You know, this is what happens. Yeah. Uh, what were the returns like on that issue? Like, did uh, was the uh, um, response? divided what did it lean toward you know uh, praise like how did people react to that because i mean you know we we exist in a vacuum at least on this side of the the creative equation what did how were the what were the comments like um you know the comments throughout in general were very positive i don't think that there was really any um point that i could i mean i i don't even feel like that one that particular moment uh didn't seem to offend anybody which you know would have not been our intention to begin with but it, right. there there was no there was no sort of negativity about it it, it was really just um they seemed to get it like that was a, an effective way and that that's a very donny way of um sort of putting you into a place with the book like it's a it's it's one of the most succinct ways you could possibly say like look at these guys and what uh and how bad they are. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. So on the same subject, do you keep an eye on on uh, creative uh, a cr- a critical response to your work, or you just like don't pay it any mind? It, um, it, I do. I definitely do because I'm a, um, you know, I'm insecure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> more than any, more than anything, I need the I need the uh, reinforcement, like the. Uh, sort of positive reinforcement that um, what I'm doing matters. Uh, so, yeah, I, I definitely look that stuff up. If it started to become overwhelmingly negative, I think I would stay away from it. But most of most of the reviews and the, the, the things that um, are said are generally positive. And then um, especially the, the funny thing is the writers get so much flack in comics that it's almost like I get I get praise pretty much universal praise on these uh on these reviews and then i just watch as they burn down the writer but i still feel good about the, the nice the, yeah. <laughs> the review because i'm like eh, at least they like my what i did um so yeah I, I i probably pay too much attention to it but i don't uh it it, it kind of you know is really just sort of an ego stroke yeah well the tables are going to be turned on the schlub yeah for sure um we'll see you know like whatever the truth is though i'm having such a good time making this love i don't even know if i will feel the same about reviews of that because like i i would make this book for free i kind of i could be for all i know <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, like in the end who knows but um i you know i i I paid Tyrell, the artist, out of pocket, and uh, if I lost all that money, it would still be money well spent. Like the truth is, like it's just been so fun to 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 engage in this process. That's great. Yeah, I like I said, I I could not have predicted that this is a book that the guy that co-wrote Venom or um, Vanish and and you know all that Marvel work. Like I, I just could never land on this and that's a very good thing because as i'm reading i'm like holy shit this is as far away from mainstream 
as as you mm-hmm. can possibly get. The language is foul. There's there's a lot of violence in it. Um, it's it looks fantastic. I think Tyrell did a great job. Um, yeah. But even even the artwork is not within that mainstream zone. It's a it's a bit cartoony and exaggerated and wonderful, right? And I was like, wow, right. you, you could tell, I could tell at least that um, you were having a good time with this on the other side. Yeah, I mean, th- this is so. Vanish is. Le- I feel like Vanish is less what I would do on my own than. The schlub is the schlub is, you know, the, uh, the, the way that, that this book came about was, um, prior to doing venom, uh, I had done venom ink at Marvel and I was just kind of like my, my contract was getting towards the end and, um, you know, they were asking me to re up and I was kind of like, you know what, I'm going to take a, a break here and, um, I want to, I want to start writing more. And so I, approached image and i pitched them the schlub this was so this is over five years ago six years ago or so and uh i uh had the concept i wrote the uh treatment you know like i designed some of the stuff and i submitted it and they approved it and so i started working on it um and then uh you know devin lewis my editor on venom uh called me and he's like hey would you do Venom, uh, a new Venom series with Donny Cates? And uh, I was just kind of like, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, and um, not not thinking much of it. And he's like, uh, well, let me have him call you. Because, you know, I, I didn't know. I mean, I knew I had met Donny and I kind of thought he was, you know, he's kind of an interesting character in person, but I hadn't read much of his stuff yet. And, uh, so I was like, all right, go for it, you know, but it's not going to help. I'm already started. I've already started this thing. And uh, Donnie called me and started talking about dragons and swords. And I was like, okay, uh, never mind. I'm going to do this thing. Um, but then I just had the schlub sitting there. Um, and I still really enjoyed what I had come up with. I'd, I'd written, you know, I'd written a whole outline of the first issue. And a lot of that changed once uh, I brought Kenny on board with with me. But, uh, you know, I knew that there was something there. And so um, it's, at one point I was just like, you know, I really want I want this book to happen. And I don't know when I will ever be able to do it now. Um, so uh, that's when we brought in Tyrell. So, it was, you know, from from the uh, like this is uh, apparently the schlub is what I would want to do if I was doing something completely by myself. You know, so that's kind of where we where it came from. Interesting. Yeah. Now, not to get away from the schlub, but did Donnie know going in that it would snowball into King and Black, or was that not even conceived at the the outset of the the Venom series? Oh no, he knew everything. It was wow. insane. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't think he knew how it would play out, but he de- he had an all. He had um, he had a plan. He. The way when he talked to me on the phone, I mean, this conversation went on for hours and uh, he, he he definitely said, and then absolute carnage happens and then King in Black is going to be the end and wow. all this stuff. And I was like, what happens in absolute carnage? He's like, I don't know, but it's a sick title. 
<laughs> He's not wrong. And then, uh, yeah, I'm like, well, you're right. Yeah, sure, great. Um, and then same thing with King and Black. I was like, well, what's going to happen there? He's like, well, you know, Eddie wins over and all, and we got to get to, <laughs> you know, how that works out. Uh, it was kind of like a, it was kind of a fun, because uh, it was the most involved that anybody ever let me be in the process of the creation of a, of a book. Normally it's, you know, the writer speaks to the editor all the time, but, but Donnie would call me with all this stuff. And so, um, I got to see how, um, how loose the process can be in the sense that, you know, you can, you can leave it so that you can be creative throughout the entire thing. And, you know, like in my mind, it was all just like, well, you know, the writer figures everything out. And then they just tell everybody what's going to happen. And everybody just says, okay, you know, but really it was more like this whole process of everybody discussing it and working back and forth. And, uh, it was really cool. Yeah. Well, I haven't yeah. read from audio. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? You sound good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, Cause I've been, I've been waiting with bated breath to see if I could, uh, I don't want to crack up again. No, you sound wonderful. Uh, let me just get one thing in before you yeah, yeah. take over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've been distancing myself from the Marvel Universe, but there's something about it was your work in particular, especially the cover you did for the the what is it called Carnage Reigns? Yeah, the Carnage Reigns. Yeah, I was like, oh holy, yeah, yeah. I was holy shit. What what is? And then I went back and I reread all the Venom stuff I read, and I plowed through absolute carnage and, and king and black and i'm like holy crap this touches every corner of the marvel universe it's insane and yeah. I, of course i read silver surfer black when that was coming out too and as a holy macro like you can't swing a cat in the marvel universe now without hitting a symbiote like they're everywhere mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah, that you've created true. something that is like propelling this this narrative for an entire line of books more or less yeah, no, I, I'm super proud about that. Like, people every once in a while will ask me, like, you know, do you get mad? Like, since you have this run on Venom, you know, do you get mad at the creators that come after? Or, uh, you know, stuff like oh, that. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, to me, I'm like, I'm like, just so amazed that it that it became this huge thing. And, and I feel, like, just proud. And, you know, of co- everybody's going to come in and break everything apart. That's their job. You know, so yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I've always been super proud of uh, of how much impact it, it it really had, and that that you know that that also speaks to the power of the run because if 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 nobody picks up on those things, then uh, you know it really just kind of goes away. But this one hasn't seemed to go away, and nope, you know, and I'll say this: somebody's going to bring Null back at some point. They got to. Why haven't they done it yet? Come on, guys. Yeah, maybe a little too soon, I think. Yeah, but they I'm will. Saying, the the person that does it, they're going to be very smart yeah. when they do it. I guess that you're right, though. They do have to wait till the right moment. But yeah. come on, guys. Do you know I something, mm-hmm. Stegman? Do you know something that's in the works? Because it sounds like you know something. It, a um, little bit. I don't look. Truthfully, I don't know anything. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, Wink, wink. But I'm just, I'm surprised that uh, I haven't heard anything or that, you know, something isn't happening because I think that it should. I think, I, you know, it might, you, you might be right, it might be too soon, but um, I, uh, 
I, I want to see somebody else drawing that character, and I want to see some stories with that character. But may, maybe I'll have to be the one that does it. I don't know. Oh, oh snap. Fingers yeah. crossed. Let's hope. Right? Yeah. All right. Hypothetical Damn. situation, right? There are the next bunch of Marvel movies that come out. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but wouldn't it be cool if these little symbiote-like things start popping up in it leading to mcu king in black like that would be nuts and incredible so you're sitting in the theater and you're looking at your stuff on the screen uh do you take the mike wazowski route and say that's my stuff on the screen or to be like motherfucker i should (laughs) have held out for more money like little column (laughs) well i mean i think you're always going to be like oh well i probably should have gotten paid more for that but the truth is I know exactly the the contracts that I signed. Um, I would, ne- you know, my my ultimate goal with with anything that I create is the creator owned route, and I'll be happy to to make money off of stuff like that. But um, I, I I go into it with my eyes wide open. I don't feel good for um, you, man. Really nice. from that stuff. That's I good. love to hear you say that because I mean, you know, again, and and of course we're all for. I mean, we're very much in in, in we want to see creators make all the monies but Hell yeah. I, I do feel like sometimes like just because fans love like because fans are fans and they maybe don't understand the industry much like sometimes it, like you see these kind of like takes all the time like oh they weren't even you know so-and-so wasn't even given credit in the film and they and it's like well we don't know like honestly we don't know like as fans like we don't know did they get paid didn't they get paid what are their deals we just don't know but but it, but i love that you you know you know that you take the approach of hey man i i knew the deal i was working there creating stuff but but ultimately because you knew you were working there right and that like they own the stuff it's still got to be neat that it's gonna live get, on yeah like like especially like null right like to your point i mean null i think you can already say is one of those characters that marvel will use forever right like it's a big bad right. like like null will be in there along you know with like your you know your dr dooms and your thanos is like there will be stories featuring null for time immemorial right and like that's that's cool like that's yeah. as a as a work for hire person like that's probably like the penultimate right where it's like okay cool like i've created a character that's going to persist and that's neat like yeah that's, that's yeah. exactly right like uh, i want to see more with the character i'm not you know i don't i i would never be offended if they even if they put him in a movie and the movie sucks that's fine <laughs> you know he still existed for that period of time and uh you know, I just think that it, that that stuff's fun. It's especially fun, you know, having kids, um, and just being able to be like, "Hey, I made that thing," you know. Yeah, like he's a super name. good card in Marvel Snap, by the way. He's a very good card. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. Yeah, even if that. the movie, heard that. Yeah. even if any of the movies or the characters that are portrayed, how how they're presented in the movie isn't isn't met with with accolades or even as, as the creator, you may not be a fan of. That doesn't negate the work you did in the comics. Those oh, stories absolutely. are still great. So it's 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 like with any you know you 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 adapt into any sort of medium. You're not sure. like I did see reluctantly the the second Venom movie, and I do enjoy Woody Harrelson, but do I particularly see him as as Cletus Cassidy? Not necessarily. I he brought an interesting take, but still, it's one of those things where if I'm in the mood to ever read. A Carnage story. There are quite a few that I can go back and actually read and enjoy the character as presented there. Exactly. I mean, I think about that all the time. Like, well, you know, there's stories that you did like, you know, and <laughs> those still exist. Yep. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, the last time we. Oh, go ahead, Vince. No, it's it's just more. What a the. the carnage venom stuff and the null stuff that that has been going on made me more interested in marvel than i've been in like at least a decade because when i when i when i brought it to the table jason's like what the hell are you reading i'm like dude this stuff is great it's it's incredible and i remember when the previews came out every book was a tie-in to the the absolute carnage, I was like, "Oh boy, this is this is insane." But w- when you read it, like a, the bulk of it is really, really good. So yeah, I, well, I, I think that the the truth is what really happened there was Venom. You know, I don't uh, not to disparage anybody that worked on it before, but I think that every everybody was kind of grasping it. What's the real? What's the real angle here? Um, and you know, Donnie Donnie found the button and he pressed it, and now Venom Forever, I think, will be uh, a very usable. Ca- you know, every, yeah. there's a template now. It's kind of like mm-hmm. when Frank Miller did Daredevil. It's not yeah. like you know there were great there was great Daredevil stuff before, but there was definitely confusion on which uh, direction to take it. And now it's just like you just read Frank Miller's and you and you you know you can build it from that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you alluded a bit to like how you, Donnie called you, talked you into doing Venom. And, um, and I know that, I mean, the only time we ever had Donnie on the show was, was when you guys were doing Venom and you both came on together. But, um, obviously that you work together on that and, and it's like, to whatever extent your relationship with other writers before that, it, this, this certainly from our vantage seemed different, right? Because not only did it have this great success and go on forever, but it seemed like you guys formed a, you know, a, a much stronger Col- you know, collaborative friendship and appreciation than than is typical, and that led to, you know, KLC Press and obviously Vanish. So, like, what, I mean, what what do you think it is about the, you know, like, how did you get there? Was it was it just because, like you alluded to just now, where Donnie was so collaborative with you from Jump, and you had never really experienced that before, and you really enjoyed it, or you know, was it more that you just built a personal friendship, or is it you know the combination of those two things? Because obviously, like you said, you worked at Marvel. You know, well, you know, one of the you know exclusive and and well regarded and could have re-upped, but but you finally made the leap into creator owned, and I know lots of your you know buddies were like, dude, you should do creator owned for a long time, and you finally took the leap with Donnie. Right. So like, what was it like about Donnie that made it feel right to you? Well, it was just sort of, I mean, I've I've been good friends. I, I am good friends with a lot of guys that I worked with. It's just that um, we we both had such similar interests. That, um, you know, I think that uh, a lot of the writers that I worked with before would definitely, you know, have skewed, uh, you know, at least a few years older than me. And so they, they weren't as um, as much of 90s kids as, as me and Donnie are. I'm, I'm like three years older than Donnie, I think. And so he was, you know, when I was 15 and picking up Image Comics, he was 12. So he was right in the same wheelhouse. And... Uh, so we just right away, um, we 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 can we can speak the same comic book language. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a shorthand between you two, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So like mm-hmm. right away, it's like, oh, remember when this happened in Spawn, and you know, whereas you know, you talk to other writers who were a little bit older, and they're like talking to you about you know John Burns X Men, which I've gone back and read since then, but it's not like the thing that 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 built me, you know, as a yeah. kid. Um, 
so I think that was part of it. And then the fact that he was so collaborative, maybe, it's, you know, it could be just because he was a little bit newer. He didn't know that he didn't have to be as collaborative with me, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, you know, he was just, he was great to talk to and we, we hit it off and, uh, you know, he would call me all the time and we would just talk through things and, um, you know, it was, it was, a uh, it was just right from the get go. I knew that it was going to, it was going to work out. It's, it's kind of crazy to, to be approached with a story that was so power is so powerful that you're like, Oh, I have, I have to do this thing, you know, cause mm-hmm. I've done a lot of comic books in my life now and it's not like they're all the same or anything, but, but most of the time when you get pitched a story, you're like, wow, that sounds really fun to draw. I can't wait to get to work on that. But this one is like, this is, this one's a little bit different. This one has, uh, you know, just sort of an energy to it that I that I hadn't really experienced before. You've always seemed very excited about like your upcoming projects, though. Like, because yes. we've seen you at cons, obviously, for most of your career, and like I can still remember the moments where you like call me over, like, "Hey, man, I'm I'm drawing the Avengers soon." You know, but like you were like yeah. hyped for it. You know, like, "Hey, I'm about to be doing this Wolverine book," and I'm like, "Oh man!" Like you always were like hi- you were always hyped about it before. Like, you know, like it always did seem like it wasn't just like punching a check for you. Like whatever the project was, you were like seeing it for what it, you were like, oh, man, this is going to be, you know, I'm going to put I'm going to make my mark on this. Like, this is my jam. I'm right. And it came through on the page, too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I think that that's that's a little bit of a of a personal superpower. I mean, I think it's an optimism uh, that, that serves me well, which is to say, like, I if I wasn't ex- as excited about it as I get, then I'd probably, you know have those moments where I don't really want, you know, I start crapping out pages or whatever. Um, but the truth is what, what I've found is that even if I do a bad project, which I, I, I will say I haven't done very many things that I would consider actually bad. Um, but I don't know until I like the day I finish them, I'm like, God, that one freaking sucked, you know, (laughs) but all the way through my brain is telling me this, this is great. This is a, a great book. People are going to love this. And then as soon as it's over, it's like, never mind. That was terrible. I can't believe I sat through that whole thing. It's the same as when, when for, for anybody that watches sports, uh, Ndamukong Sue was a, a Detroit Lion. You know Jason, right? Of course. Uh, and he, um, everybody in the league hated him. Every other fan base called him dirty and all this, you know, he was trash and whatever. And he was a horrible human being. Well, I was always like, no, he's a good dude. He, you're, you're wrong. He never does anything to actually like try to hurt people. And then he signed with the Dolphins. And that day, as soon as he signed with the Dolphins, I was like, that guy is dirty as hell. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> and that's kind of the way that I feel about the projects that I do. I'm always super, you know, and I think that, that it, it ends up, you know, being an asset because I, I will pour my heart into anything that I work on. And yeah. then... Uh, you know, only admit it later. Mm-hmm. I was going back, knowing you were coming on. I was going back and sort of catching up on on the 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 PR cycle that led up to Vanish, right? Because you guys, you know, did a nice job, I think, promoting the book, and and there was definitely a lot of like excitement and hype for you guys to make the jump back into creator owned and uh, well, Donnie's return, and I guess your sort of official foray back into it. But but um, you know, I know, so I know it was like at least you guys were planning the eight issues from the start. At least in the initial run was going to be eight issues and, and kind of stuck to structure. But I'm wondering, you know, um, like how 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 did it feel for you having to you know um, 
take on all of the things that you didn't have to do at Marvel, right? You know, from, like you said, uh, learning, you know, not just how to script, but learning how to edit and market and format the books, right? And, and, and establish a budget. Like, was that, did you, did that come pretty easily for you? Like, is that, are you, like, did you feel like you had a kind of a natural inclination to that? Cause you already knew that the, the, the way it worked from, from buddies who had been doing it or, you know, or is there a big learning curve for you? Cause we had, um, and it, like uh, we had Kelly Thompson on a few weeks ago and, you know, she just kind of jumped into the creator owned it image and she was very open about how like, it just was a, a humongous learning curve for her. Like it was, it felt overwhelming at times. And I'm just curious if you experienced any of that, um, you know, if it's gotten better as you've, you know, now a year or two into it. No, I would, I would say that there was no learning curve. I was very aware of what was going to happen. Uh, I just hated it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't, I did not enjoy and don't enjoy the, I don't want to be a businessman. I want to, I want to draw pictures in my, uh, office and write stories. And, uh, so like when I was a little bit, I was caught off guard by how much I immediately hated doing anything like that. Uh, because, um, like, I, like I really, I just love drawing. So all of a sudden there was a barrier where I had to handle other things. Um, and that was, that was pretty frustrating. And it gave me a, a, an all new appreciation for editors because I was just like, Oh, I didn't realize that I was being shielded, you know, from all this crap. You almost like you take them for granted because they, um, they don't, you, you, the problems don't, come up so you're just like well what are they doing all day they're, they're just you know <laughs> their, their job is easy uh but now i i have like the amount of stuff that is put on especially like a marvel editor like they're they're definitely over uh extended and they're forced to do things that aren't just editing um and yeah that i mean like i you know i had to have a phone call every week um i had to uh you know make sure that when we had um, other people working on stuff that I, I had to make sure that that stuff was getting done on time. Um, I had to make sure people were getting paid, you know, all the things that I never, basically the things that I got into comics or into drawing comics to avoid um, suddenly cropped up and re were pretty frustrating to be honest. Um, I think I, I, by the end, you know, I got it down and I got my wife to help me and she would, she would kind of, she sees, she's like on the schlub and stuff like that. Like she, she handles payroll and all that stuff. Nice. But, uh, I, um, yeah, no, I, I definitely found that I was not interested in doing that at all. I'm, it, it kind of, it also gave me a new appreciation, um, for Todd McFarlane, who, you know, great comic book artist, um, and then entrepreneur who seems to really enjoy, uh, that aspect. Um, and really lean into it because I just, I can't, I, I don't see myself being interested. Like, it, yeah, my, 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 uh, appreciation for people that, that can multitask and do all that stuff is just at a whole new level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't think you have the same overblown ego as, as Todd <laughs> McFarlane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, are you going to disperse the Todd? No, I'm not. Because I love Todd, but he's very Todd centric. Let's just say. Oh sure. And everything well, he's I mean, ever. I, I, I was giving when Ryan was talking about how it was nice to have a 
a person his age who could talk to him about Spawn because I'm thinking Vince is older than Methuselah and he could tell you anything you want to know about Spawn. So. <laughs> yeah, anything. But what I'm trying to say is t- everything Todd has ever touched has been the greatest thing in the history of comics. Sure. And, and he, he'll let you... That's part P.T. Barnum, right? Like exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of Stan in, in yeah. Todd, right? Well, yeah, the, that's, there's another, sure. that's another thing. Like he, He's also great at that. So he... He's kind of—he was a great comic book artist. He's a great businessman. He's also a great showman. Like, that's it—it turned. You know, you—you sometimes have to find things out about yourself. And I kind of felt like I found out. Oh, I like being—you know—I like to just create. Right. And you know, he'll—I've talked to Todd, and he'll even say like, um, you know, uh, he—he misses—he definitely misses just the art and the creativity and. And all that stuff because he has to do all the other things. But I, I mean, it's a trade-off. I mean, he enjoys a pretty, pretty great life. So right. um, <laughs> I'm sure, sure yeah. he wouldn't he wouldn't trade it. But I don't want to be uh, I don't want to be a uh, you know a, a boss for sure. Well, you got to well, give that, the guy props because not only I mean he re vitalized not only the comics industry but then he did it in the toy industry yeah. like everything the guy has ever touched has been somehow spun into gold yeah no he's he's it's it's amazing i mean i, I really have a, a great appreciation for everything that he does yeah same. um he you know he's 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 also you know one of my number one artistic inspiration so sure yeah um, really when i, I was young, i haven't seen that when I, yeah, that's shocking <laughs> <laughs> when i was younger i definitely was like um you know when i would I, I was obsessed with todd so i'd read all these articles and i was like that's what i want to do and just kind of you know you get older and you realize oh, no, that's not necessarily what i want to do i want to i just want to keep making comic books right so the very first moment you saw a thing that you've made with the image logo in the corner. Mm. How'd you feel? Pretty, pretty great because that, that truly was the ultimate goal. Um, the only thing that bugs me is now that the image uh, corner boxes aren't, aren't big enough. I want them to be just like they were back in the day. Yeah. But uh, uh, we did do, we did do a variant where we, you know, I did the spawn homage and we put the, the big image eye in the corner um, but yeah, no, that was, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like getting your first Marvel check with a Spider-Man on it. You know, mm. it's just like, oh my God, this is really a thing. This is really happening, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and you even have the additional, uh, KLC press icon on the covers too. So it's yeah, not just is, a regular, yeah, your, your, your everyday, it's not a Tony Fleece image book. It's, 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 the, it's an image book with sort of a, a another imprint attached to it so it, it's just like skybound or any of the other uh image books but uh it's yeah I, I i definitely get what you mean though about the big old big old image eye yeah the, the whole cover should just be the big big eye. <laughs> <laughs> well th- this may sound weird but uh having finished the first issue of the schlub yeah you just take a minute and you try and digest process what what you've you've read and I'm like, this feels like a Valentino book. Mm-hmm. It, it it definitely has that that atypical, uh, not the the image hive mind type book. It's definitely it's a different thing. Well, let me give the the quick, uh, you know, the quick elevator pitch to the uh, people that are listening, just so that they know what it is. Um, 
so the schlub, which FOCs on uh, July 31st, um, so be ready, uh, is is sort of a, it's a body switch story about the worst guy in the world if he got if he switched bodies with Superman, uh, <laughs> the Superman of that world, and so it's you know it's kind of like your Michael Scott or Kenny Powers, who, guy who can't help themselves. Um, becomes the most powerful being in the universe and, you know, the sort of consequences thereof. And, uh, you know, I think that that's, that, that's probably the, the Jim Valentino-ness of that uh, is that he always was combining superheroes with, you know, sort of a, a very stark reality. Right. And I think that's kind of what we did. I As I was reading it, I was thinking, man, if this gets optioned into something in in – in film or television, I, I like you got to get Paul Giamatti to play him because I was just like picturing. Oh, Paul that's Giamatti. good. That's great. That <laughs> right? is fantastic. I Thank always you. wondered because yeah, I, I, we we've talked about that. Like wh- who would who would play? You know, I, I've thought Pat Oswalt before. Oh yeah, um, that'd but, be good. But Paul too, yeah. Giam- Paul Giamatti is is the quintessential slub. Nice. Slub, I would think. Yeah, yeah, yeah like you a, know, like yeah, that's uh, I, I, give, him, I, give him the big the the fake the big fake veneer teeth. Totally. <laughs> I mean, you have to put the weight back on because he, he's he's been slimming down for billions. But he, yeah, true. He could definitely pull this off. Are, are you going to tell uh, the tale how Roger managed to get a woman Sarah? like Sarah to marry him? <laughs> well, Roger wasn't always a schlub. Okay. I think I think schlub a sh- a schlub type personality slash body type all that. That's earned through years of neglect. <laughs> At some Fair point, he, he was probably, you know, not a uh, not a schlub. He just became a schlub because he yeah. he let things go. But she's so understanding and patient with the guy, and it's like, wh- wh- why? <laughs> it's, she's a complete yeah. package. It's it was just amazing. Well, if I, if I can, if, if Alicia say, can fall in love with Ben, right? Yeah. No, I think that I think that she, I think that she knew a different. I think that he slowly backslid right into becoming the person that he is now. I think that that when she married him, uh, she, you know, she was he was a, a completely different person, and he right. He like stopped trying. You know, yeah. Yeah. The years beat him down, and he became a dentist, which is what all bad people uh, are, <laughs> uh, and started coasting and that and now here he is you know so you um i mean like you're as you mentioned uh you're you got terrell drawing the book um now i i know him like through the oa world known him for a long time in that regard but um i how did you guys become were you i assume you were already friends like how did how long have you known him and and uh you know, and and like, was it a? Did you have personal friendship with him before this, or did you seek him out based on what you know of his work? No, so uh, so he was friends with Daniel Warren Johnson, who I'm yeah, sure you guys yeah. are familiar mm-hmm. with. And uh, we're on a um, in a Skype group, Skype group, um, which is you know, if any millennial listening out there right now is screaming that we still use Skype, um, but uh, he we 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 draw all day and we talk on Skype. So Tyrell sort of started coming in and cause Daniel added him, he was, he was friends with him and he would post his artwork in there. And I was like, this is really cool, you know? Um, and Kenny's in that group too. So, um, Kenny, who is the co-writer of the schlub. Um, and 
so when I finally was like, you know, I want to make this book happen. Um, I just had to look no further because I, you know, he was the perfect artist for it. Um, and so since we talk every day, thought, hell, this'll, this'll be fun. And so, and I was right. It is fun. Great. I mean, seen really much of his sequentials over the years but i've i own a few commissions of his and i've seen a lot of his commission work so um i, I was really you never know like I, I saw the name and i thought oh that's it. like like i've many times i've seen an artist known an artist through their you know their commission or like the con circuit but not had i hadn't seen their sequentials and, and i'll be honest sometimes you're like oh like this is why they do yeah. commissions <laughs> you know and 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 to his credit like he's like vince said he's he's vibrant and cartoony and you yeah. know there's yeah. there's there's a clear narrative and, and, and what's happening is crystal clear. And like, I just think he's, he's uh, far more accomplished as a sequential storyteller than, than I, you know, than I, not that I wouldn't have expected, but I was like, Oh yeah, he's, he's ready for this. Like he's up to the yeah, task. So for sure. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. No, I, I, uh, I, I had seen all of his stuff on uh, beef bros that he did with Aubrey Citizen. And uh, then he did, he That's did right. some uh, alien fan fiction or something like that. And I started to see him, uh, sort of expanding into more uh, like like a darker uh, tone, and I was like, "Oh, this guy can do anything." So it was a uh, from there. It was just like, "Oh, this you know he he, he needs a break uh, just so that people can see his work." And uh, you know he was right there, and I saw that he was finishing Beef Bros, and I pulled the trigger. How? Um... How well, I don't want to say hard or difficult, but but being an artist yourself, uh, what is it like now having to pay another artist to draw your book? What what, what does that feel like? Oh, that feels good because of all the projects that I got along the way early on, you know, where (laughs) I wasn't getting paid. Um, I'm just happy to be able to, you know, sort of provide him the opportunity. So to have an image book that he deserves, you know, um, and to be able to actually pay him. So so I'm not saying, you know, this is a back end deal. Um, And then, you know, he owns uh, he owns his his third of it because of me, you know, me, him and Kenny own it, uh, you know, 33 percent each. He get well, I won't get into all the details, but he gets more money on the single issues. You even have uh, Um, John Hill's name under the uh, copyright also in the uh yeah yeah john john's got a piece of it all the, everybody's uh you know it's it's really like a like i said like a fun experience that i want everybody to have you know the best feelings about so in my mind you know everybody everybody deserves um to be paid and you know you know truth tyrell gets uh uh, he, uh, he he's gonna he's gonna make more on it than Kenny and I are because I feel like the artist is that that important. Um, so you know we've we've all seen so many horror stories of of artists either being screwed over by writers or writers who don't understand what they're not not necessarily established writers, but somebody who's like, oh, I have this story idea. Who's an artist and and can you draw my book for me? And there are so many horror stories with artists not getting not getting what they're owed or, or just being paid a decent page rate. But again, you being an artist, I would think that that would be, there would never be any concern with that. Cause you're not coming at it from, you know, exactly what you had to do 
getting yeah, this that was that was super important to me to to make sure that he he was compensated uh, in a way that I you know I kind of feel like uh, a lot of image books they go fifty fifty. Uh, I'll say this right now to anybody listening that is a writer, um, even if you're a bigger name than your artist, they probably deserve a little more of the the single issues uh, than than the the writer does because they put in way more effort than than we do for sure. Well, and as we talked about, right, a writer like a writer can and often does supplement their creator-owned work with paying gigs elsewhere in the same month. Whereas right. you're the artist, right? Yeah. You're 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 committed to that book, and that's really all the time you have, unless you're just supernaturally fast, right? You you just that's, <laughs> that's what you're Moore. working on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless you're Dan Mora and you have like sacri- you sacrifice small children to somehow be able to draw two books a month. I don't know how he does it, but yeah. Um, so you you know, I remember reading like you you had you did an interview with Vanish and had even alluded you mentioned Kenny's name as someone who had an idea for a potential, you know, spinoff or follow-on book from the Vanish world. So I guess you two have known him for a while and, and I, I'm familiar with the name. I, I'm, I'm sure he's written stuff I've read, but I like, I have to, I can't off the top of my head recall like w- what he's done in comics that I would, that I would remember, but I'm sure he's, he's done something like he's, he's written a bunch of stuff, right? Like I'm assuming. Yeah. He's, he's, he's going hard right now at DC. He, he's got Superboy. He's got, Oh, he's okay. Yeah. Rob, I did. Robin yeah, okay. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he, he wrote yeah. the, Durant, or not Durant, that was Daniel. Um, he did the, the the DC Mech series. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he, so Kenny is a guy from Michigan, and um, I've known him since before he was, you know, he had gotten, he had won a Top Cow, uh, you know, writing competition or whatever. And um, that was really his only claim to fame, but I, you know, I've known him since, you know, for probably... 10 to 12 years now Okay, as he's been making his way up the ranks. And, uh, he's, you know, he's another guy that I talk to every day. So I just, you know, it was, a, it was an easy choice to, to add him to the team. Yeah. So what's the co-writing process like? Cause obviously, like you said, this is an idea you've had, you, you had sort of the Bible for, and you pitched it and years ago. So, um, so how was the, the tactical co like, how, how do you define co-writing? Do you guys script back and forth? Like, do you, you know, you take different components of it. What does that mean? Well, I'll be honest. Kenny's doing a lot of the heavy lifting here. Uh, he, so I had the, I had the idea and I had the, you know, the fully written out outline of stuff. And, um, I had, um, sort of created the, the entire con, the, the, the whole thing. Yeah. But, um, then we, what we do is we get on the phone and, uh, Kenny and I, We'll talk about what should happen in the issue, and that usually takes you know a couple hours or whatever. Uh, and you know we kind of get to the um, we talk about what's what what scenes we need in there to accomplish the goal. And uh, you know by the end we have a pretty tight idea of what how we're going to approach it. And then Kenny will go in and uh, break it down page by page for Tyrell, and Tyrell works you know sort of Marvel style. Um, and then, so I'll get the page by page, and I will uh, go through that, and I make a bunch of notes. And then Kenny does another pass, and then usually it's, he, you know, all my notes are incorporated, and we're good to go. Tyrell takes that, draws it, and then Kenny will write up a, a script, and I go in and edit the script uh, and add 
dumb jokes that I think are funny. <laughs> nice. So there you yeah. go. So it's I, it, you know it's it's a it's a lot more talking. Our our collaboration is very talkative and um and that's kind of how we approach the creation of it. I think that mm-hmm. um if I wasn't also drawing you know a million things every day and yeah, I'd like to be more involved and I, I'm also writing some other stuff that I can't talk about yet. But um mm-hmm. uh I'm very I'm extremely you know overwhelmed with, with work so this is what's working best for us right now. Yeah. Just want to get back to the art uh again. I think Tyrell's work in this um, kind of spans the gamut because the first page, my eyes bugged out more than once. From the first page, mm-hmm. we're looking through Mrs. Whitman's mouth and it's disgusting, right? Mm. The yeah. tongue, all the spit, <laughs> he's scraping shit off her teeth. and it's, I mean, it's a hell of a way to start an issue. But that cirrus worm double page, oh, that is insane. Mm. It's crazy. And I was like, wow, like it's it's not often where you focus or you fixate on one page. I'm like, damn, that's a really good page. But that happened more than once in this issue. So, oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, I I think that 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 first um, splash, that spread that you're talking about. Yeah, was when I felt like, okay, this is this thing is real. And also it's going to be good. You know, where you're kind of wondering all along. And uh, and then. I saw that and I was like, I don't have to be as hands-on as I, I as I initially was go- going to be. I'm like, this is a, this is all in good hands. We're 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 gonna yeah. we're gonna be fine. I mean, he tackled foreground, background. There's tongue depressors flying all over the place, and I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, there he's not lowballing it. That's for sure. No, he he never does. He's a, he's definitely a Tyrell is a you know he's in the vein of a Jeff Darrow slash. I mean, I don't even know who. There's definitely some Joe Mad in his stuff, but there's there's so many influences, and he's also a '90s kid. So, um, again, he's another guy that has sort of the same vocabulary as me, and uh, it doesn't look like me, but it's a uh, it's it's super energetic, and uh, his storytelling is impeccable. So, yeah, my man's not afraid to drop a super thick line. I love that. No, he is not. Yeah. Yeah. I I am afraid. He he does it without being afraid. Well, he's very good at it. For sure. Yeah. Ryan, I got to ask. So in, in Vanish, you know, I'm used to when you're looking at the credits, you're like, sometimes there's like multiple pencilers or whatever. But like, I have to think this may be the first time after reading tens of thousands of comics that that. In Vanish number six, you are credited with penciling one page, and I, and I, I mean the page is you're, you're like right in the credits. It says story and pencils page twelve, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, and then Netho Diaz is the fill-in penciler for that, and then I'm like, so read the issue, and then of course I'm like, oh, I got to see what's up with this page twelve, and it is a well important flashback page, but I got to ask why right. have you like, was this a case of like like why why did you just draw the one page? <laughs> Um, because because a lot of that was uh, going to be um, like you said it, there, there's flashbacks so I was, I was uh, cutting in my own art um, okay. from previous pages mm-hmm. and then so I figured I might as well just draw the, the rest of the things that needed to be in there it was really just a sort of a a uh, 
what's the most efficient way to do all this thing? Because I was I was going to have to go in and do the layout and then add the um, the uh, flashback panel. So I was just like, you know, I'll just draw the rest of it. At yeah. the time, I'll tell you I'll tell you guys this. I had a um, I had a shoulder problem. Oh, um, where I. I don't know really what I did. It probably just years of abuse from drawing and lifting weights and all that stuff. But I had to go to physical therapy, so I could really only draw for like two or three hours a day for a little little bit there. And so that was that just happened to be the one page that I could handle um, <laughs> in that issue. Nice. Okay, I had to solve that mystery. You know, <laughs> we we it, like I think back. It almost feels like cliched. It, you know, talk about that Kirkman video now because it's been so long. But you know, that was a big that was a big deal when he made the video, right? And encouraged everyone uh-huh. to make their market Marvel and DC, and then go and do their own IP. And certainly, we've we've come a long way since then. But um, you know, you like eventually, it seems like everyone kind of follows that path. But the one thing I think that's different now than when Kirkman made that video is like a lot of people talked about. They're like, oh, well, you'll own the IP, so then you can you know get it turned into a movie or TV or you know whatever. And that's certainly still very much a path, right? Like, no doubt about it. But, mm-hmm. but, but I think what's changed between those 12, 15 years ago when Kirkman gave his quote-unquote manifesto and, and really pushed for creator-owned work is that, um, you know, especially speaking for people like yourself who have primarily made your living as an artist, is, you know, the OA market has just changed so dramatically, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. like, like again, Kelly Thompson a few weeks ago was talking about how she could never have done these image books that she's doing now without Substack. And the, the right. money that that afforded her, right? And like, I think about this, and you know, I'm not trying to break open your bank account, but like, it's no secret that you know the OA market has done incredibly well and has just sea change over the last decade. And you know, you've done well for yourself, just justifiably so. So like, I'm just I'm wondering if um, like if the ability to make you know a substantive you know supplemental income off of selling your originals also makes it easier or more financially doable to do this stuff, right? Like you said, like to pay Terrell and to kind of self-fund the book, knowing that you're not really going to get a payback for six to 12 months, if at all, like is, is, is the, the vibrancy of the OA market part of that equation for you that it, it gives you that extra comfort? Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, I think that, um, you know, to be honest, the, uh, the company should, should pay us more anyway. Uh, but they have, you know, their metrics or their way of doing things. So, you know, it's it's this, it's one of those things where you have to to measure it and be like, well, uh, I have you know I can make this much doing X or you know whatever, but uh, it definitely um, allows me to to do it with more freedom, mental freedom yeah. Yeah. Uh, of not worrying about it for sure, because you know I make a good amount of money doing that, and then. Um, and then I'm able to uh, parlay that into doing this type of stuff. And truthfully, you know, the the, the dream is for for an IP that you own to uh, to really hit. And then um, you don't even you know you can be like Todd McFarlane and just do everything digital. Uh, <laughs> but um, I uh, I would say that the, yeah I think you I think you definitely nailed it on the head like. I have been afforded the ability to, to do these things, and so I'm going to take a, you know stabs at um, different ways of making money. But but the 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 money 
like being able to make money forever um, is the most attractive thing. So, you know, that, that leads you to wanting to do creator own. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Like the payoff of creator owned is, is self-evident is that it's, it's like, uh, you know, it's the, the old passive income versus active. Right. But, but I was just thinking about, you know, of course, for, for those listening that don't know or aren't OA hounds like, like me, you know, Ryan is part of a, of, of, of Felix comic art, which, you know, you guys are the, you're the standard bearers these days for modern comic art. It's the who's who. Uh, Felix mm-hmm. is a, Felix is an alchemist. He has completely redefined the, the uh, idea of the value proposition of modern comic art. And that's not hyperbole. Like that's legit, right? Like it's pretty incredible mm-hmm. to see it happen. Um, but uh, yeah. And I think that's super cool. Cause I, I've always identified more with the art side. Like it's, it's part I love. It's, it's, you know, why I love comics and, like I do vividly remember, you know, even a decade ago, how so many of y'all, like, you would have loved to take your chance at, 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 you know, like you said, like creating something that can persist and last forever and generate income for you forever. But like, it was a big leap to take because, like we just said, like you, if you're going to do it, like you're only doing that thing. You don't have the opportunity to do other things while you're working on it. So like, if it doesn't work out, right. You know, uh, and and you know, so it's it's just it's great to see, and and I think that the art market's really helped that. Like, you know, like I look at like what people are paying for like Dan's covers to Transformers, right? And it's like, goddamn, like that's that's probably more than he would have made if Marvel had paid him to draw a Transformers book when they had the license, right? Like, like on a page, like it's it's incredible. Like, so now like a, that de-risks it. So it's pretty cool. I, I'm I'm happy to see it. As a collector, I'm not happy. I'm always happy about it. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but but no, I can I'd, imagine. I'd much, yeah, no, I'd much. Uh, that's I'm I'm being facetious. Like I'd much. I'm I'm always thrilled when I see when I see you know like the ability for for people to to have financial independence because like. I feel like when we started this podcast, right, like there was this kind of belief that like, oh, nobody gets into comics to make money. <laughs> like, right. Like it was almost like, right. like it was like, oh, you can't really, I mean, that's like, there's, there's one Robert Kirkman. They can't really. And, and, and I think that's really changed. Like, I think you can, I think a lot of people make really good livings and it's like a very responsible adult thing. If you're diligent and talented, like you can, you can make a real career out of it now. And that's pretty cool. Oh, no question. I mean, I think, yeah, I've made a great living out of it. And, uh, I love doing it. So, yeah. I mean, are you um, like with the schlub? Is it kind of to be determined? Like, how long? Like in an ideal world, how long would it go? Like, you know, again, so let's say it's just a smash hit. Like, what would be the plan for it? If it was a smash hit, it will go on forever. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we yeah, like I said, like we're ha- we all have a great time doing it. We're we're done. Uh, we're we're about to start on issue six of the uh volume which would be the end of volume one mm-hmm. yeah. uh if 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 we get the numbers on issue one and it's a smash it's just going to keep going there's not going to be a, like vanish had a break i'm slower than tyrell tyrell is way faster than me and the process on this book like we can we can just keep putting it out so uh kenny and i know you know all kinds of things about the universe that we haven't even tapped on uh, tapped into yet so um truthfully if it if it comes in and it's it's a you know a reasonable amount of sales we're just going to keep going because nice. there's no reason not to we love it you know and mm-hmm. it's, it's no sweat off our backs we're having a good time doing it Sweet. well that was one of my questions you teased in the first issue uh max terra cirrus's uh mm-hmm. home i'm hoping we go there 
Yes. Uh, I'll just, yeah, that's a fine spoiler. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's, that's of a nice Of course hope. you go to Max Terra. No. Nice. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, you get you get a, you get a view of Mac there. You sure. heard it here first, folks. Nice, because visually, I mean, it's very stunning. So you wouldn't want to have ammunition like that in your weapon and not use it. Of course, we're going right. there. But I was I was I was hoping. I just want a confirmation. That's it. Yeah. Um, well, you, you got it. Nice. I, obviously, for the audience who hasn't read this issue yet, um, will we? Uh, will. Will Mrs. Whitman make cameo appearances in future issues? <laughs> uh, she needs to, right? I mean, come back I just, just like the the nitrous oxide superhero. Yeah, just just I mean the tank just just trailing behind her as she you know interrupts cookouts on the beach. It's just I I just saw because obviously they're 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 flying away and and people will read this and understand it, the, the context. But you know our our heroes are are flying away and and they're you know she is interrupting a cookout i'm just like that's it took me a second because i'm like why is she the, i don't know I, I was just slow this morning but it it was just uh i i i love little little things like that and and hopefully it's something that um at least for me we should we'll do a, uh, a spin-off mrs whitman spin-off okay <laughs> i'm down for that it's so silly <laughs> just for you so just for you. you heard it nice that's, damn that's my contribution that, get yourself is, a one shot that is funny <laughs> I, I don't know if you remember way back in the day when we were doing bullpen bulletins, Irredeemable Ant Man came out, <laughs> and and Dap's like I I just can't I, I can't, I can't. I, Eric O'Grady's such a- I love I love <laughs> Phil I love Andy I'm happy for them that 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 they're getting this book and and I'm buying it for them more more than Kirkman obviously but I I I love this creative team I, I love these artists so I, I want to support it. But as as Vince is stating, I I I I am not a fan of heroes who just aren't heroes. And granted, you know, Eric O'Grady was never designed. He he never fashioned himself to be a hero. He was just he took advantage of situations that allowed him to take advantage of. But I just it's it's hard for me to get behind a book where that is the type of person that is basically carrying the book. Well, in this one we've got We've got uh, uh, Roger, and we have Sirius. Right, Sirius is your more traditional hero. So yes, well, you're in good hands. Don't worry. Okay, I, uh, I trust you. See, I was. We were talking on the Slack earlier today, and, and I, I said, you know what? I love the fact that Roger's an asshole yep. in, in the body of a god. That that is very attractive to me because having read all of the comics that we've read. The formula is relatively squeaky clean title hero, mm-hmm. right? And that's, I mean, it's fun, but we've seen it a million times. And I like, uh, I appreciate the fact that now you have an asshat who right. is is armed with the most power in, in the universe. What's he going to do with it? Like, that's interesting. Is he gonna? Is he gonna help people? Is he gonna destroy his his uh, father and brother? Uh, is he gonna force the ex wife to whatever? Like that's compelling. And let's admit it: if you could shrink yourself down to the size of a of an ant, you're not gonna watch Ms. Marvel take a shower. Give me a break. <laughs> okay, uh, I think I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's just they they would a person like that would definitely take advantage of yes. 
their situation. And that's what I want to see. And yeah. I was saying on the Slack, I really hope there's not an epiphany. I don't want, want Roger to be like, I have to be a hero. Like, 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 you know, have, like an Ebony Scrooge moment where he's like, oh, I've been doing it all wrong. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> well, no. Me, with, I, with, without spoiling anything, I'll say this. The character himself is incapable of doing the right thing. Okay. Awesome. Nice. That's not that's not in his DNA. So he's going to try, you know, to do the right thing, but he's not a guy that does the right thing. See, that's interesting. <laughs> I, I like that a lot. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that has legs, right? Because, like you I said, there, there have been there have been the evil Superman archetypes before, right? But like, they're usually just like straight up sadistically evil. Like they don't right. like they're just like literally like a like a uh, a mirror image of 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 all the traits. If you like mapped out all the traits that make Superman Superman, it's just well, let me let me make a character that's the inverse of all those. And that's not what this is. Which is you know just to be clear to people like. He's like he's he's a he's just an and he's just like Vincent. He's an asshat. He's just like a jerk off of a guy, you know. Like he's yeah. just got, like he's not he's not it's not very he's, there's not many redeeming qualities about him as a human being. And suddenly he's got the body and powers of Superman. Yeah, it's know? not that he could walk exactly. up a flight of stairs now and not get winded. Like that's a plus, right? Yeah. But but oh, he yeah. could he can move a mountain. It's, it's just it, it's right. a cool formula. Now, but but that does bring up a point I hadn't thought of until like your your joke about the Erica Grady thing, Vince. But Ryan, um, it, it, like, is will this be R rated? I mean, because the first issue isn't particularly like, will there be like, because you know, like, you could take this to like it's a comedy book. So like, how how far along that spectrum are you guys planning to take it? Yeah, I mean, there's no holds barred. We just, I, I think that I don't know if we've, I don't even know if we're, we're dropping f bombs, but I assume we are. Because it, it wouldn't even register in my mind if we were, you know, like right, I re- right. <laughs> obviously I work on all of it and and know if we do, but I don't really recall a specific time that we do. But sure. I mean, well, oh, we'll the do double page spread. Yeah, there's when, one in when there. Roger is uh, Roger's diving for ground when uh, when when Cirrus and and uh, and Worm come crashing through. Is what the fuck yeah, it's not find? an all ages book, though. No right. problem. Yeah, yeah, no, no. No, I, I know. I, I, but I'm saying like, well, yeah, but right. No, I, I, it's clear from the first issue, it's not an all ages book. But like, you know, again, you can like, you could, since it is your, it's creator owned, you could take it like, you can take it as far as you want, right? So I'm just curious if you guys had like a, a line in mind. Like, is this like a hard R? Is it like, like language is one thing, but how? Yeah, like like uh, you know, violence, sexual innuendo, like things like that. Like, I'm just wondering, like, is it more of like an NC-17? Is it more of like a you know '80s R-rated movie where like there's some titillation and some you know tee hee, but like you're not going to go too far? I'm just curious if you guys have kind of mapped that out in your minds. We haven't. We haven't gotten to a point where we've had to worry about that. But I would say it's we'll say '80s '80s R movie. Nice. Well, there's there's a scene I'm hoping to see where the first time Roger relieves himself, like he's going to be very happy (laughs) with his current situation. I think. (laughs) Oh, that is good. That's going in. I got to. I'll text Kenny. Right. Well, you're you're in the body of a Superman, and you were this fat schlub, and now you're. Yeah. Right. I can see my own dog. Yeah. Listen, there's no and it's there's, magnificent. There's no guarantee that Cirrus doesn't have a micropene. You don't know. Just oh come on! Yeah. No, he doesn't. Look at that. He's got a package. It's it's massive. Fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough. I don't zoom in on the package usually like you do, but I'll take your word for it. I'm paid to notice all the details. 
And we so even get the, an appearance of uh, Daniel Warren Johnson in the first issue. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Like I said, he and Tyrell are tight, so. That's right. Um, what, what and, is me, the, and me and Tyrell. What is the tentative uh, plan or, or what is the actual, like, our, uh, for, for Vanish, is it to be determined um, if we're, you know, when and if we'll get more? 100, 100% to be determined. Like I said, it was a hit. Um, the the process of making it has been uh, a little difficult. So once we can iron out the that, um, we will definitely do more. I I was I was I'm still under contract with Marvel, so I have to go do some stuff for them, um, and then you know we'll return uh, at a later date. But uh, I, I want to draw more of it, and, and I want to live in that world more. So awesome. Need to see more. I want. I want to see Ellen get her 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 revenge. <laughs> yeah, it's that's yeah. another thing. What I was talking about before, it's like you think there's a hero here, but mm, not so much, right? You you didn't definitely did not play to expectations, and that's that's what makes it intriguing. Uh, compelling work for me. Like I can really get into that. If you're not playing the same old tune, I'm there. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that was the idea. We we were subvert trying to subvert expectations. Uh, you know, what are the, the the original titles that we when we re- were working on it? The original title was actually just villain. Oh. Uh, but then we kind of figured we were giving away. You know. Right. Sort of giving away where it goes, um, and so we changed it a little bit, telegraphing it. Yeah, I like the show yeah. a lot better. I think it's a much much more fitting. Oh no, I'm the... talking I'm talking about for for vanish. We were oh, talking. I misunderstood. So, okay, I was like I didn't. Okay, yeah. Here's a here's a little factoid about the slub. The original title for the slub, um, when I pitched it to Image, was the unbearable Roger Dalton, <laughs> uh, which would yeah. have. Um, which would have shortened to in articles everybody would have shortened it to turd. So that's how much I write. That's nice. That is great. Yeah, there you go. You heard it here. <laughs> it's so turd. <laughs> it's so smart. Oh yeah. Lord. You can't talk about what you're writing. And no. you you probably can't talk about where it's going to be published. I cannot. Well, I just said I had to go back and do some stuff for Marvel. So. Aha. Ah, nice. Okay, cool. Piece things together. You can read between the lines there. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. right. Excellent. That's Excellent. Right. Well, I was going to do the old standard. Well, the dust settles on Schlub. Everything is, is, is perking. Marvel knocks on the door. Hey, you want to do this? And you say, yes. What, what, would it, what would compel you? Well, no, because you can't talk about it. So I'm not going to get an right. answer. Right, like maybe I'll he's say, already I'll, I'll, I'll give you this information. So I am uh, currently, uh, I, well, I finished a um, a thing for Marvel Age 1000 that I wrote and drew. But okay. the next thing I do will be a, a more substantial thing than 10 pages. So that I cannot talk about. But it is for Marvel. Awesome. And it's a whole thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's great. Everything's coming up roses for Stegman. Seriously. Yeah. That's, that's nice. Of course. Except for his baseball team, but that's all right. Hey, we're doing all right. We're doing better than I expected. Better than my team, but... 
Well, yeah. Well, you got you actually have good players, so you guys should be more disappointed. It's a disaster, dude. It's Jesus. It is an unmitigated disaster. Well, there was a sports reference before, but it, now it only took you an hour and forty-two minutes to get into the sports. Which... <laughs> well, we're fans of teams in the same division, so we like to kvetch every now and then. But what does what does that mean in the same division? Art, art, art. He likes the Tigers, and I like the White Sox, and they play in the same the, the, the baseball. There's oh, which means they play they play against. Well, each other. it's just histor- They're historical rivals, and they play gotcha. together in the same okay. division. So. Well, yeah, and they have to have a better record than the other one to make the playoffs. Yeah, to win the division and go to the playoffs, yeah. So, yep. So, if you couldn't be doing comics, what would you be doing? Jesus. Um, I don't know. Flipping burgers? Uh, <laughs> um, that's a good question. I, 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 I don't really know. I think the only thing that would be suit me would probably be working in education somehow. Oh, nice. Yeah, respect. Yeah. Oh, teaching the children. Yeah. Yeah. It's a respect. good thing. That's, that's well, pretty much like on the short list of things I know I wouldn't do. <laughs> I can't have a terrible teacher. I have a terrible teacher. Jesus. You have yeah, so much, like, so much uh, patience. My, um, my whole family's in education except for my father's a, an accountant, and that's, that's off the table. Um, <laughs> but uh, my sisters and my mom and my wife – are all in, uh, you know, they all work in school. So nice. We need, we need more. We need, we need, we need more people bolstering the education system. So I'm here for that. Sure. Yeah, teachers who care. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's important. Sure is. Every yeah. so. Yeah. When are you going to see it at a con? We're going to see it in New York. I'll be at New York for sure. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, New York. I'll be at San Diego. I'll be at. Um, uh, I think that's all I've got planned for now, but I will definitely be at more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're talking about doing some other ones. Like oh. when you're at when you're at these cons, and you're also you obviously you got the Felix thing, and then you're part of CSA, right, for like signings and stuff. Like, um, what what like are the big cons? Ex- like, are they exhausting? Are they invigorating? Are they both like? Because I always wonder no, that. They're like, you know, pure exhaustion. No okay, question. Yeah. I enjoy it while I'm there and then I go home and I'm like, what just happened to me? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Where'd so, I get this mark? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that sore? And then I, I always end up sleeping like 13 hours the day I get back. And then I'm still messed up for like three or four days after. Uh, so they're definitely exhausting, but you know, worth it. The, the, the memories of, you know, seeing people and hanging out with people, very fun. But yeah, when they're the larger they are, the more time it takes to recover for sure. Yeah, it's almost like Jekyll and Hyde for us now when we go to like a show like New York because we kind of know that we're not like long just meander around artist dadly and like chat you up or brownie or D dub, right? Like 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 those days are so long gone because you all have like these very structured and you know, like lines things and it's all very official. So it's always like it's always a, a real treat to be able to hang out at night, you know, and just decompress and like actually catch up and be human. Yeah. Cause like you guys don't get to be human during the day at the cons, right? Like you're very much there with purpose and it's like, a, it is very much a part of the job, right? Like, like as much as you said, like, again, it's cool to meet fans and like, I'm sure you love it, but, but like it, it's very regimented. It seems very, very structured and nonstop. I think that the, that the, um, the, the true, 
hardest thing for me, and it's not a hard thing, you know, I am genuinely excited to see everybody. Um, but when you have to, you don't want anybody to leave your table and say, that guy was kind of a, a jerk. So you have to like manufacture <laughs> energy, energy when, when you're at your lowest. And that I think is what, it's almost like you, you're going into your energy reserves. And that's what really exhausts you is you, you're pulling on the very last bits of energy that you have. And that's why, you know, you go home and you're just like, Oh my God, I, I, I have no, I have to replenish those reserves plus gain, you know, energy for the day beyond that. And so, yeah, yeah, it's, right. that, that's really all it is. Yeah. Now you know how Dap and I feel when we're at the shows. We have to be the front, <laughs> the front men for this thing because Jason just wants yeah. nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, I think I think we've just gone into bizarre world. I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> but I I have to be honest with you. When that last time in New York, when we were walking to the thing, and I'm just like, I thought to myself, "Holy crap, I'm I'm walking like I, we had just read Vanish. I'm walking with Stegman. Like that's the guy who just drew the thing that I just read. Like this is incredible." <laughs> Well, that's the beauty of conventions, right? Like, right. All just hanging out and having a good time. Like, yeah, I, I think that uh, you know, I love seeing guys, you guys because you know, I love seeing people that I have known, you know, since before things took off because it feels like, oh, that's a that's a real relationship, you know? Right. Oh yeah, that that's definitely our favorite thing about Absolutely. cons now is just yeah. again like seeing people and like, you know, there's so many, but like you know, you and and Dan and like. You like Tom King, like it's just like it's like man, like you know, long before you we were had any real published credits, like we were you know getting after it at cons, you know, and just having fun and yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. cool. It's you also have... sound that we're just old now, we're old and busted now. Like it's called grown up now, so it's called experience, my friend. Nah, for sure. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you have definitely put the time in. Um, you did not become an overnight sensation, and it has been um, awesome. To be on this side of of the creative equation, just as as a witness to everything that you've accomplished in your career, like it's just and and you're you're one of a, a, a small group who has really persevered, like through just plain diligence, like Scotty, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, and like you guys have Norton. put yeah put in the time mm-hmm. and yeah. and energy into this thing, and it has paid off not only uh you know monetarily but you look at your work like you put the the hercules or the she hulk stuff next to stuff that you've done like within the past you know eight to ten months and it's like yeah you could tell roughly that the same hand is behind it but man have you accomplished things with your art yeah i uh that's what I was talking about before with the uh, just wanting to improve on everything that I do. And the, the next thing has to be better than the previous thing or or else you feel like you're kind of like uh, treading water. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I love to draw. Um, so really, to me, it's just a, uh, a matter of um, I don't think that I would love it as much if I wasn't doing a better drawing this time than I was the last time, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. I get the feeling that even if the, there wasn't the uh, the economic aspect to it, that you'd still be doing it anyway. Oh, for sure. Well, I yeah. talk with people about that that get afraid about AI, and you, you know, and I don't. I we don't need to go all the way into the rabbit hole of AI art or whatever, but 
I'm always like, when I'm talking to my friends that this, I know they love to draw. I'm like, well, what do you care? Like, it might impact you financially if it did get to the point where it could replicate what you do. But wouldn't you still draw anyway? <laughs> you know, like, right. it doesn't take away from the fact that you just enjoy doing this thing. So, uh, you know, it's really not something to, to be afraid of. Yeah. Well, I, at, in its current state, I don't think it's consistent enough to replicate a style panel by panel by right. panel. But I fear for the, the very limited number of artists that are employed doing paperback covers, book, uh-huh. book, book covers, like AI could put those guys out of work because you only, need, lo- yeah. you only need one image. Yeah, I was right. just going to say, I think, I think not to, again, not to go on the right, but I think you're exactly right, Vince. Like for creatives, you know, who are basically doing like still images, I think that's a more near term risk. Oh, yeah. You know, especially in like the advertising side and, and things like that. But, but, but yeah, for storytellers, man, like, it, like, you know, cartoonists and animators and, and, and comic illustrators, like, I just don't, yeah, I'm, I'm much more optimistic about that career path lasting for a long time. Exactly. You know, well, I've um, drawn a line. Anybody on my socials that posts AI or talks about AI in the positive uh, way, they're gone. I unfollow them. Will not. I don't want any of that stuff in, in any of my feeds. I don't want to see it. it, it, it mm-hmm. Yes, it exists, but um, no, I ain't having it. But you hmm. knew I was going to say that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's. I think it's a. It's an evil, and, and it, gotta get, we got to get rid of it. It's mm-hmm. it's it's the it's the inaccuracy. <laughs> what was that? I was just saying. Uh, I said, do you think we will? Because the answer no. is absolutely not. No, <laughs> no, because there's too many people that can that can profit from it. Sure. Yeah, you know, you put a couple keywords in, press a button, you got a book cover. I mean, what publisher right. isn't going to embrace that? Sure. Right. Yeah. But uh, I, again, like Jason said, I'm old and and change is bad. So, um, <laughs> but but you don't have the the human imperfections in it, right? You yeah, don't have right. the and it's the mistakes that light my world on fire, right? So, right. You know, speaking of that, I mean, I I guess I've always assumed that you don't ever work digitally, right? Because of like again, your 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 art's out there. But like, do you do some digital stuff these days at all? Have you dabbled with it? Uh, oh yeah, sure. I I've done full. I did some inhuman stuff fully digitally. Okay. Um, I did, I do my layouts digitally. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I print it out and then I pencil on the board. Yeah. Uh, yeah. because that's what I, I prefer. There's still like a, um, a disconnect that, um, I still think that traditional art looks better on the printed page. than agreed. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, I shouldn't say that. I think that um, there is that, that the problem with digital right now is that we're in a weird in between where, and it's not everybody because they're you know Dan Mora's digital, Jorge Jimenez is digital. These guys put out some of the best work in the business, um, but that there's a a gap between. Um, it's like I don't want to see any more of people doing. Uh, stuff that looks traditional digitally. I want to see people that do digital stuff that, you know, sort of changes the game. And like I said, like, uh, I think that like Jorge especially really embraces it and does some really cool 
digital stuff that, um, you know, is the future. But I don't think that I think that a lot of people are looking to the past, but using digital tools that are different from the old tools. And it kind of ends up looking uh, wrong to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is the real trick to marry both worlds. If you can yeah. find a way to to uh, inject the physical into the digital, then yeah, uh, that's the trick. But yeah, uh, so yeah, far I, I haven't. Every month when I find out people are working digital, because it's like you listed too, but there's a lot, right? And like Pepe Larraz is digital. I mean, there's a lot of like. Oh, he's a great one too. Yeah, he's he's. Yeah, and it's just like what you're like. Ugh, you know, I'm like, come on, bro. Yeah, Pepe's <laughs> great. <laughs> Yeah, can a brother eat over here? I'm trying to like eat. You just have so to own. They. You just want to own. That's what your thing is. You need to own. You need to consume. Oh God! You make it sound like I'm Galactus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice hat. How many? How many drawers you got? I got drawers. I mean, uh-huh. listen, I'm a patron. Right, tell them how important it is to be a patron of the arts. Right, it's, it's a good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, they, Medici. Listen, Jay, people like Jason made the schlub exist. Bam, see that? Giving me enough money. Can, I, can we get that pull quote? Can I have that? That has nothing to do with the work. Dude, that's like it's like the time that uh, we're heroes and, and Sanford, Sanford Green's wife was there. And he's like, he introduced me. He goes, this, this, is, like, this is my boy Wood. He's like, he paid our mortgage for a few months last year. <laughs> yeah, def- oh, nice to meet you. Definitely a badge. There you go. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, do you have anything else to to ask the man before we wrap this thing up? Um, no. Well, oh, I got something for him. Um, are you? Uh, did you? Have you thought about getting the the rower? Or are you just fully on the bike? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, don't laugh at him. I uh, I have the uh, I. Do you know the tonal? Yeah, you got the tonal. Yeah, I got the tonal and the bike. I think that's enough for now. What do you What do you think of the tonal? Because my uh, my partner my my partner has it, and he's like, "You got to get the tonal." I'm like, "I don't know." What do you, you like it? Uh, yeah, I think that I've 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 added a significant amount of uh, muscle, and uh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, this this is the Stegman's signing off by saying he's swole. So all right, swole Stegman. Can we see? <laughs> yeah. So like uh, I'm huge now. I'm, I'm jacked. Yeah, I was gonna say you're like MJF over here. Cool, nice. Right. Yeah. Okay. Michael J. Fox. No. No. The AEW <laughs> World Champion MJF. That's good though, Vince. Thank you. I love it. All right, everybody. Hey, just remember who made this thing possible. Cheapgraphicnovels.com. You can get at least a two-foot stack of Ryan's work at cheapgraphicnovels.com. No lie, because those absolute those uh about yeah. Omnibuy are huge. The postal thick. worker will, will curse you, but well, that's you'll, a, you'll have plenty to read. Yes, and if you're really smart, you'll get it all sh- shipped to your house free. Because if you make an order at cheapgraphicnovels.com and you'll get a, a, an email confirmation saying, hey, Knight, thanks for your order, reply to that email and you will be gifted with free shipping on your second order. That's when you scoop. You make the big purchase because you're not paying for shipping. It's awesome. Cheapgraphicnovels.com. We doing it in your travels? Of course. We are? Yes. All right. Well, I am... One of us just came back from traveling. Yeah, Jason. Facts. Uh, I am begging you 
I'm on um, my knees. You just can't see me. I'm begging you to go to uncivilizedbooks.com and order The Sickness. It's the first uh, issue. It's called Chapter, sorry. The first chapter, and I believe it's a six-issue series. It just spun my head around. It's a horror story set in, uh, I believe, 1945, right? So uh, World War II, right? You got a young man who, uh, his name's Daniel, and he sees things. He's very distracted, always just stares out into space. But the things he sees, you're not quite sure if they exist or not. Are they products of this man's mind? Do they really exist? It's only the first issue, so we don't know yet. But he'll see just people walking down the street. And there's this... It's kind of hard to explain. There's this discharge from the people that mm. as they're proceeding down the street, it, it e their body seems to emit it and it hangs in the air and starts to drip. Like, I don't know if it's water, if it's ectoplasm, if it's a glimpse into another dimension. Like, the, the jury's still out. We don't know. But... Daniel's, let's just say he's very distracted. And uh, there's another part of the story where a woman brutally murders her family. And that's the cover. Like the, the cover I got, you see a, a city street and there's a woman beating to death her son with a rolling pin. And it, it, there's the detail in this book is incredible because if you gaze long enough at this image, you'll see these really fine details starting to pop up like if, if you look behind her there's a blood trail that goes across a sidewalk and into her yard in her yard is the family pet she beat the dog to death with a rolling pin and then you see a splatter of blood on her front door there's neighbors looking at her through windows like it's very very fine detail and um the art style by um the uh, woman is, her name is Jenna Cha. It's a black and white book, but it is littered with infinitesimally small line work and lots of it. Like, it's very delicate work. But um, the, the, the second part of the story is this woman beat to death her family. And, and this doctor is wondering, like, what, what drove her to do it? Like, was it... Was it a thyroid problem? Does she have rabies? Like, what, what is the deal? So nothing's making sense right now. But there's a number of panels in this book that just will crawl under your skin and you will absolutely not forget them. And they're all based on Daniel's visions. Twisted features on the faces of people. Um, I guess you could compare it to Junji Ito. It's in the same universe. Ooh, strong, that's uh, strong. Well, I mean, it, it, in in terms of subtle, cloying, just disturbing images that come yeah. out of nowhere and make you notice them. Like you just, there's a couple panels in this thing. You're just not going to forget them. Like he won't. Daniel won't even look at, at at his mother 
because her face is all twisted, her eyes gone, her jaws askew, her face, her skin is all pulled back on her face. Does she really look like that? Probably not. Like, so what's going on in Daniel's mind? Like you don't know. This book is incredible. Uncivilizedbooks.com. It's written by Jenna Cha and Lonnie Nadler. The arts by Jenna Cha and uh, Hassan Atmani Alahu did the letters. It is really, really good. Like I, I subscribe to it because I saw art from the first issue, and I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm going to risk missing any of these. So I plunked down whatever it was to get all six issues, and it was it was relatively inexpensive. And they're just going to mail each one to my house. Really, really good. The sickness, uncivilized books. Love wow. it. Yeah. Nice. It's crazy. Hey, before we uh, before we let uh, Dap and I go, we gotta uh, we gotta let Mr. Stegman uh, apart. He's got he's got some some place to be. So I'm let's let the gentleman. Uh, oh, my bad. Ian summoned. No, all good. No problem. Um, thanks so much, man, for coming aboard. It's it's been it's long overdue. It's good to talk to you again. Yes. Yeah, for real. I, and I'll see you guys at what at New York? Is that yes, you will. I'm yes, sir. Yep. All right. Yes, cool. sir. We'll so everybody, make sure you order you order the schlub foc, and also I know that because uh, I just made a video about it today. I know that uh, uh, the second volume of Vanished Trade Paperback is in this month's preview. So everybody, mm-hmm. make sure to check that out. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Have guys. a great night, sir. Thank you. All right, man. We'll All see right, you in too. a few months. Peace. Yep. All right. Cool. Bye. I feel bad. I was talking. Yeah, it is. It's it's extremely crazy. Um, Thirty-eight dollars for the subscription, right? So it's the cover price is six bucks on okay. e- on each issue. So six times six is thirty-six. Plus they're shipping each issue to your door. Not a bad price. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Is it like a regular comic, twenty-two pages or? Oh, uh, I think it's more. Um, okay, good. Yeah, it looks yeah. like it's more than than twenty-two. Six bucks a lot. For, but uh, yeah, no, but it's not a it's not a quick read. At all, cool. there is a lot of exposition, a lot of um, scene setting. Uh, it, it's it's. I, I have complete faith in the creative team that not only are they going to uh, succeed in this, but they also know uh, what they're talking about. Like this, it feels mm-hmm. like um, a dark version of of this. Whatever's going on set in the leave it to beaver universe like it's it's america has just emerged from this horrible situation and um something's up with this daniel kid like he just sees this liquidy i i really don't know how to explain it and that's a good thing because comics are a visual medium so get this book uh, see what's up and uh, like there's they got me there's one part where um the police are sitting with the sister of the woman who just murdered her family and she's sitting there listening to judy garland and she's totally not connecting with what has just gone down she's like oh doesn't judy have like the best voice ever and it's like what the hell are you talking about you're sitting in a room that's splashed with blood and there's 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 uh, police and, and detectives, and and you're talking about Judy Garland. Like, what the hell? That's the type of book this is. It's just I don't want to call it Lynchian, but it's not a stretch to call it that. <laughs> it's <laughs> it, it's very much you know blue velvetish at this point. Love it. I absolutely love it. Wow. Noise. Yeah. 
Oh, man. Uh, well, in your travels, maybe something similar, um, but not quite the same. Uh, series finale, all 10 issues done. Kyle Starks, Artie Topolin, uh, Lee Lowridge. I hate this place. You can um, get the two volumes once, uh, if, if, if you trade weight. But um, this... This was, it was bittersweet because for me it was, it, it, I'm, I'm bummed that I'm not getting an 11th issue, but as far as the story goes, uh, it was, it was quite satisfying, uh, for me at least. There's a, um, apparently according to the back matter, um, I hate this place or fuck this place if you get the explicit version, uh, is Kyle's best-selling book of his career period no way absolutely wow he says uh he's blown away by the outpouring of support we received so yeah i mean so obviously i'm i'm going to i probably shouldn't but i'm going to say that that's probably like his creator-owned image work and may not necessarily move into the rick and morty territory but i i don't know what odie's numbers are and it very well may be that his image books outsell that so um but I, I, this was, I, he's, he's written some fantastic work, obviously, you know, Six Sidekicks, Trigger Keaton and Assassination Nation, which was a lot of fun. But I think like we were talking about the Magic Order and Miller recently and, and how I think for most of us, if not all three of us, that may be our favorite Miller work. But, uh, but for me, I hate this place is my favorite Stark's work. Um, and I mean, that, but that does not dismiss any of his other work it, it, it it's all been extremely entertaining but something about this particular story just kind of resonated with me maybe it was because these two unlucky ladies were, were stuck in a house that they just couldn't get rid of but they have uh <laughs> they've they've just been it's it's just been nuts and and i think um you know from start to finish i, I this is something i will probably not probably i will not right away but i see me revisiting this and rereading this soon um I just I, I I thought the art was great, the the story just absolutely hooked me. I'm 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 glad we decided to to give it a try. That that one night when we just you know all picked something for each of us to read and uh, and and it mm-hmm. just it 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 stuck with me in a good way. Um, it's been an absolute blast. If you haven't been reading it, um, get all ten issues, get the trades, whatever you have to do. But I think this is something that uh, regardless of of what genre or or what kind of stories you enjoy whether they're you know supernatural superhero tech related sci-fi whatever uh i i think there's something here that uh, just about everybody um will enjoy as long as you don't take things too seriously and uh and and you enjoy your um your violence and gore slightly exaggerated but yeah in in your travels however you can not just the 10th issue but all nine preceding i hate this place Nice. Now, in in my uh, my two week uh, journey through Italia, uh, did you guys talk about the dirty basement at all? No, no. I just finished right. issue two today. Nice. All right. Well, my in your travels is uh, a multi pronged shout out to our boy Tony Esmond because first of all, um, 
his podcast, uh, which for those that uh, you should know this already, but if you don't, the Awesome Comics Podcast, they published episode 419. And you're like, well, what's so special about episode 419? Well, it's their eight-year anniversary. Yep. And they give us a shout-out in the episode oh. as well. So uh, so much love to to Tony and his crew. Keep up the great work. They're like a funnier, uh, more erudite British version of us. So give it a listen. Um, and The Dirty Basement, which Vince just finished issue number two today. Shout-out. That's in my inner travels. Um, it is the latest and greatest Kickstarter by uh, our friends at Tribute Press. And uh, it is the first two issues of a comics anthology that they did. And uh, it's it is wildly entertaining as everything that they have done is for for those that, that don't know. That's that's Tony Esmond and Adam Falp and uh, probably best known for Atomic Hercules. So they go the anthology route this time and they are joined by some other amazing people, uh, not the least of which is is uh, friend and patron Cliff Cumber. Uh, but Sam Hickson's in there, Matt Greaves. Uh, Jake Machen. So uh, I thought it was terrific. You know, I thought it was exactly what I hoped it would be. Uh, the art is world class. Like, because you know, I mean, you you back creator owned stuff of friends and indie stuff, and and you sometimes you know, especially with anthology, sometimes some of the art's like awesome, and some of the art's maybe not as awesome. But you're just supporting the book like on Moss. But I have to say, in this one, I was really really impressed with all of the stories visually. I thought each one was distinct, but like really accomplished and it was it was just riotously funny um which you would expect given the <laughs> the crazy minds of those of those fools and uh and the, what they get up to so yeah i thought it was an absolute home run just following in the footsteps of atomic hercules and the other stuff they've done so there's <laughs> there's a wonderful commentary on american politics um in issue two where uh a guy is is uh running for office and you know elect him and he's going to stop people from shoving bananas up their asses. <laughs> mm-hmm. One guy's like, you keep your hands off my butt. <laughs> and, and it goes there. We get to actually see this man jam a banana up his ass. And it's like, yep. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yep. And who knew Cumber could draw Stevenson golf so well? well yeah, we, we know that. I mean, Cliff could draw anything well, but yeah. Facts. Yeah. Big yeah. facts. Yeah. I wasn't entirely enamored with the Bob Dylan uh, portrayal, but, you know, <laughs> you let these guys do what they got to do. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, really good issues. Yeah, I hope, we get, I hope we get a Kickstarter for issues three and four soon enough. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right, well. Oh, shit. I don't have anything queued up. Damn it. Jason, talk for a couple seconds. well i have to say um italy was amazing it was uh an absolute delight to see vince's homeland and uh fortunately uh i wasn't pickpocketed which is great i'll tell you if you like prep to go to to italy like every like every freaking like website and book and like travel log all tells you like oh you gotta be careful to pickpockets and like that's probably true because they're all telling you that. But I gotta say, like having been to many places in the world, like it didn't for a second feel like oh. unusual, unusually like at risk, you know. So nice, awesome. Well, we're glad you're back. Yeah, you're going next summer, right? You said. Yeah. 
Yes, dude. Yes, sir. Dude, uh, Amalfi Coast is like too beautiful to believe it actually exists on this earth. It's absurd. Like I, I really struggle to understand how, like, if you want to leave. Yeah, I'm. I'm more excited for next November (laughs) because we are we are going on a cruise. Is that the wedding? No, the, the cruise is in or the wedding's in June. Um, we're thinking of going on a cruise again. You'll never guess the theme. Never in a million years will you guess the theme. And I the am UFOs. no, I'm excite. Uh, well, what's the theme? Hallmark Channel. Get out of here! All, are you kidding me? Uh, the the actresses are gonna be on the boat. Candace Cameron Bure. I don't know about that. Oof. She gonna con- she gonna convert you to? I'm uh, I'm just Allison Sweeney. If she's there, I told my wife, you know those little outs that we have, you know, yep. in the marriage. If you're in ever on the, path, yeah. yeah. I said all of my outs are on one boat. That's hilarious, right? Hallmark. Wait, channel. hold on a second. Your daughter's getting married in June. I think so. Yeah, bro. Are, are we gonna have to skip heroes two years in a row? I thought it was October. No, it was supposed to be in October, but okay. we're not going to have to skip Heroes. No, we won't. Unless we have it at Heroes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, set, right? that would really go down. Yeah, there is. I just don't know it. I don't know what it is. Whatever. You need to get back to us with the quickness. Seriously. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody, get yourselves to a comic shop. Buy lots of damn things. Read them, love them, talk about them. Eat good, kiss your pets, love your significant others, and say good night. Oh, shit. It's not working. Mm. Well, thank you to Stegman. I don't know what this is. What in the hell is happening? It's quality American music, Jason. I just don't know how to shut it off. David. Oh, Lord. Good night. You can tell he doesn't... What do you mean it was... How was that offensive? <laughs> Greatest American rock and roll band is not offensive. Nothing. Crickets. Oh, my God. Do you, have, you don't have any love in your heart for Cheap Trick? No, he doesn't. Why are you laughing? Why is he laughing? Because he doesn't know any better. <laughs> This could end it. Oh. This could really end oh, it. Oh God! You know what? You know how many things you said this could end it. You're yeah, like Ralph too many. Brandon. Like it's too like, many. It's like yeah. Yeah. chef of the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell them you love them so Maybe much. Maybe I just need to learn a little more about cheap trick, Vince. <laughs> Maybe you should just apologize and Ooh. tell and tell Ooh. them and Ooh. tell them Ooh. that Ooh. tell them that you love them. I do love them. You do. Did you? Oh, did you guys talk about the? Uh, while I was gone, did you talk about the new Phil Spurrier book? No. The what? What did you fucking talk Night about? Fever. Oh, oh, I didn't read it yet. I didn't read it. I don't know why you didn't. Oh, I, well, I mean, I read the PDF months ago, but yeah, I, I, it's it's right here in the box next to me. But it's it's so good. Okay. Get on. But that, we had a guest show. last week. What do you what? what? Oh yeah, that's right. That's Come right. on. We talked about stuff. And in the week before, it was Wolfram Bolton's Redux. So yeah, uh, that's French. <laughs> <laughs> Did, uh, uh, did, did the did your did your did your manager make a surprise return? Who are you talking to? 
Me? Bullpen Bolton's the manager. What was his name? Oh, 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 oh Miguel. Miguel. Yeah, Miguel. <laughs> you, you are so stupid. It's like, yeah, maybe. Oh, maybe we are. Lord, those were the days. Uh, the, uh, was running AC these days. Mm, mm. No, that explains a lot. We have uh, <laughs> um, the, the, the book of the month form is on the Patreon. So if you want to throw up your uh, nominations, we will make the, uh, we, we will pick, uh, we will make our pick. Uh, within the next few days, I believe. And we got to announce it. Yeah, we got it because it's already the 13th. So uh, we've only got, yeah, we'll have to announce it before next episode because we have to talk about it on the 27th. So, yeah. We'll let y'all know what it is. Out of here. Tell me you, you love it. If you don't know it, I don't know. That's it for that one. <laughs>